Juicy, your weekly go-to podcast for all things to do with the beauty industry and in particular looking at digital marketing. I'm your co-host Sarah Collins and unfortunately Kira is away this week but we do have a lovely guest on with us. Jen, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I am Jen and I am the creative account manager here at the agency and I am a guest on today's episode of Branding Beauty. (laughs) I'm super excited to have you this week. It's going to be so good. I'm really looking forward to it. So (laughs) yeah, it's going to be good. How was your weekend? Yeah, um, so my weekend was pretty good. I am currently living in Edinburgh at the moment. So the Fringe is a huge part of the activities in August. Mm -hmm. So I went to a couple of shows over the weekend and um yeah just kind of soaked in all the atmosphere what about you amazing my weekend was chill I know we were kind of talking about it earlier on our meeting it's very like autumnal vibes here at the moment so I just spent it watching movies and being cozy and it was honestly the best I loved it (laughs) I know I've I've noticed that as well people are breaking out you know the pumpkin spice latte (laughs) all of the the winter coats and stuff. So yeah, I'm looking forward to autumn, definitely. Today's episode, I'm actually so happy that you're here for today's episode because we're talking all things B Corp, which is really, really exciting. And I think it's something that is probably growing. I know, Jen, you are like the queen of this kind of stuff. So you'll be able to tell us a lot more. But before we dive into it, should we take a look at some beauty news that has kind of excited us over the last week? Yeah, sure. Um, One thing that I came across um, over the weekend was um, I was just having a look at, you know, different newsletters and stuff that I'm subscribed to in the beauty industry. And I very pleasantly saw that Marc Jacobs is coming back with their beauty line, um, which was really great to see. Um, I love Marc Jacobs as a brand in general. And I know that they had a little bit of, um, you know, maybe issues being as relevant to uh, millennials and Gen Z recently. So it's it's good to see that they're making a comeback. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see them, hopefully in Sephora. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish we had Sephora here. Yeah, I actually, I love their perfumes. Have you ever used one of their perfumes before? No, but I love the bottle. Um, I think yeah. it's so cute. And um, yeah, it's um, the little, I love like the little daisy on it. And I think it's very appropriate for Gen Z. So I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing them more in stores. And I wonder them. what kind of makeup they'll bring out. It'll be super interesting to see. Yeah, I'm not really sure exactly. I know um, their packaging is really cool. Like the bottles are um, really slick looking and yeah. um yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they have too. Exciting. <laughs> My one thing that kind of stood out for me when I was doing research for this episode was that Koshi has renewed a beauty and fragrance licensing licensing deal with Adidas. Oh, interesting. I okay. never I never even knew that they had a licensing deal with Adidas. But basically this partnership is going to continue to focus on creating beauty and also fragrance products that combine personal care, wellness, and also a sports lifestyle. So they're going to collaborate on innovative research and also looking at exploring the impact of fragrance on sports performance, which I thought was really okay. cool. It's fascinating, yeah. I'd never like heard of a brand doing that before. No, I'm trying to think of one, but 
yeah, I haven't really heard of one. When you said fragrance and yeah. when you mentioned um, Adidas, I immediately thought, well, will they come out with like a fragrance that smells like sweat or something? Or- <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh yeah. my gosh. I did read that the kind of head of Coty said that Adidas is like well positioned to basically tap into the growing trend of well-being and at pleasure beauty I know on last week's podcast we talked about another brand who was like bringing out makeup products to suit people who play sports and stuff so I think it'll be interesting to see how this new world of makeup and sports grows over the coming months yeah that's really interesting I'm just imagining now all of the TikTok trends that will come of like the sweaty, dewy, the sweaty, dewy looks and stuff. So yeah, that's interesting. I never really put the those two, I guess, industries or um, segments together, but it does make sense. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Should we move into the main topic of today's podcast, which is all about B Corp? Jen, would you like to give us like a brief overall overview of its history? Yeah, so um, for those that don't know what what B Corp is, um, it's a certification that businesses can go through. And um, basically, the certification began in the U.S. um, And basically, it allows for organizations and businesses to focus on a triple bottom line, which... um, simply means that instead of businesses only operating to make a profit, they also need to balance different stakeholders like people and the impact that they have on the environment. So I believe it started um, in the early 2000s and began in the US, um, but we've seen it grow rapidly over the last 10, 20 years. Um, Right now, I think in the UK, there's about 4,000, maybe a little bit more than 4,000 um, B Corps. So that's only expected to grow, basically, um, especially with, you know, a lot of the um, UN sustainable development goals that are really being focused on and, um, you know, the impact that businesses have on climate change. We're only going to see the number of companies that are coming forward um, to get the certification only increase. So yeah, it's a it's a global certification. Um, actually, the B in B Corp um, stands for benefit, but it's not right. um, technically a benefit corporation in um, the literal sense. So um, an actual benefit corporation is a company that by law is that says um, it's a company that says by law that they're working towards a better environment and better um better planet essentially um and that's legally binding so you okay. can become a benefit corporation through b corp but it's not actually a, a benefit corporation if that makes sense yeah. <laughs> no it does it's really interesting i also think a major thing as well to look at here is that a lot more customers and consumers are looking to shop I guess, brands that are more ethical and sustainable. Yeah, definitely. So that's probably a big reason as to why a lot of brands are trying to become more B Corp as well, maybe, do you think? Yeah, I definitely think so. There's um a lot of the Gen Z and millennial consumers, they 
will take into consideration the impact on the environment um, that these companies have. And they've, you know, especially Gen Z, they're living with the reality. They've grown up with the reality that climate change is a huge issue and, and the biggest issue that we're facing. So that's kind of at the forefront of their minds um, when they're looking to purchase. So, and that's especially true um, within the beauty industry where, you know, there's loads of different brands, there's loads of products coming out. And I think consumers now are really wanting to have transparency with these companies and yeah. see, you know, what kind of products they're using, where are they sourced from, um, just really understanding everything from A to Z. So, um, yeah, I think um, I'm not really sure of any statistics off the top of my head, but I know um, that that number is growing. And I guess if we move into like almost a rundown of what B Corps in the beauty world are like, the first thing that kind of comes to mind is that they have a mission driven approach. So usually B Corp beauty companies, they're guided by a mission to create positive change within the beauty industry. And they go way beyond solely just pursuing profits, but they also like to integrate environmental and social goals into their business strategies. Another one is the certification process. And I guess this is quite a, a lengthy one trying to even get your B Corp certificate. I mean, to become a B Corp certified beauty company, a business must undergo a very rigorous assessment conducted by B Lab, which is basically a nonprofit organization behind the B Corp movement. Yeah. And this assessment evaluates the company's performance across loads of different areas, like their environmental impact, the social responsibility the brand has, labor practices, and also governance. Jen, do you have any idea actually of how long it roughly takes to become a B Corp certified beauty company? Yeah, so for um, beauty companies, well, for any company really, it usually yeah. takes about two years um, to get certified. So um, usually what, what people do is there's a pending B Corp certification that you can um, essentially go for and okay. you can get that if you've been operating for at least a year. Okay. Um, and the idea with the pending B Corp certification is that basically it's it's to emphasize that you don't have to be perfect because I think a lot of people, when they hear about B Corp and they hear about, you know, cutting their carbon emissions, people are really put off by the fact that, you know, they're not doing everything right. Their supply chain, they might use... Um, you know, contractors in a different country and, you know, people are, are nervous about being judged and not doing things perfectly. Um, so I think that that's one way um, that B Corp really is inclusive. Um, and it means that you can start the process by getting a pending B Corp certification, which kind of mm -hmm. allows you to work on your business model. So you're able to see which areas of the business that um, might need a little bit of work and, um, you get someone from B Lab to help you along the way as well to to make those policies and make those changes. So um, that process usually takes a year, and then the whole certification in total. Um, after you've done the pending B Corp, you do an impact assessment, and they review it. You make changes. They review it again. You have an interview, and that also takes about maybe a year, year and a half, depending on how many companies are trying to apply for it as well. So okay. in total about two years. Yeah. 
my gosh yeah it's a long it's a long one Um, it is I wonder how many brands it would be so interesting to see how many actually apply and how many make it and maybe how many don't make it because I'm sure there's of course there's brands that probably don't make it can you apply again like is there a kind of cap on how many times you can apply for a b corp certificate or is it kind of do you do you have any idea yeah i think i don't think there's um a cap um but what what's really great is that it's a points based system so you okay. get points for things that you have and you don't get penalized for stuff that you don't have so the minimum score that you need to get is 80 okay. so um I think it's pretty common for beauty brands to score between the 80 and 95 range. And I think the highest score you can get is 120. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, And I can't remember the company that actually had a really, really high score. Um, Yeah, I know that I I think Innocent Drinks, I think they have a pretty high score. Um, Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it's it's um I don't think people get rejected or you know they get cut out from trying to be a B Corp. Oh, amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. One of the other things that a lot of beauty companies do kind of take into account as well is of course the triple bottom line. So B Corp beauty companies basically embrace the concept of the triple bottom line which means that they measure success not only based on your financial performance, but also on their positive contributions to people and the planet. So this could include factors like fair wages, community engagement, and also sustainable sourcing. Next up, we've got transparency and accountability. Jen, would you like to talk us through that a little bit? Yeah, so um, one of the biggest things is... um, reporting it's measuring um slash tracking reporting and reducing emissions so um a lot of people you know stuck when they when it comes to measuring these things but i think um a way that a lot of brands have come forward about it is by maybe publishing an impact report on their website and they talk about um you know, different parts of their supply chain. Um, they're really open about how the the journey be- between from when somebody buys something online to when they actually receive it. Um, they're also really transparent about where they're sourcing their ingredients from um, and how much, you know, those people are, are paid. And yeah, a lot of beauty brands in the industry are, I mean, everybody's required to be very transparent about these practices um, in terms of their impact on the people and the environment as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that really answered <laughs> your no, question. No, it does. It does. It's really, really good. It's so, and it's nice to hear as well from you because I know you have a lot of experience in that area. So it's really interesting to kind of see also your thoughts on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I think, if I can just like go on a little tangent. Yes, <laughs> do. I think, um, so there's five different parts to the B Corp assessment. Um, so there's the governance, there's community, customers, environment, and workers. And I think a lot of people or a lot of beauty brands, because they have, they focus so much on their supply chains, 
Um, one area where they they tend to score pretty low in is the environment section. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's really hard to to measure exactly like how much carbon your whole supply chain is emitting. Um, so it's um, every time I, well, not every time, but a lot of the time when I go and I buy something offline or online from a beauty brand, I I tend to look to see if they have any sustainability reports or anything that shows that um, they might not be perfect in measuring everything, but they are making an effort to do so. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of beauty brands kind of struggle with that because um, when when it comes to the supply chain, there's so many different players involved and it's actually underneath, uh, it's, it's underneath an umbrella called scope three emissions, which are emissions that are pretty much conducted outside of one's control. And those are the hardest ones to measure. So that's where I think a lot of brands and companies struggle. And, you know, it's kind of, I think it's kind of nice anyway, when you do go on to like these brands websites and you look at their sustainable, like reports and all of that. I actually like that they're very open and honest when it comes to saying we're not perfect. Here's what we've done. Here's what we're working on. We're not perfect, but we're getting there. And I think being open and honest with your customer and your consumer like that is really, really important because I think if you're going to fake it and you're going to say, oh my God, we're amazing. We're perfect. We're doing everything really good. And then it might come out down the line that maybe you're not it would kind of turn customers off, but I think it's always really nice to see brands saying we're trying, we're not perfect, but we're getting there. Yeah, definitely. There's been so many instances where there's been greenwashing essentially. And I know a few scandals have come to light. (laughs) um, One of which was with Nespresso. um, And it was about, I don't know, the way they're sourcing coffee or whatever. um, And it wasn't actually the most sustainable um, way and people were kind of petitioning against them becoming a B Corp and stuff. So yeah, I think it takes a lot out of, um, it, it shows a lot of integrity when business owners and companies are, they kind of hold their hands up and they say that they're far from perfect because everyone, everyone is because everything we do emits carbon in some way or has, has an effect down, down the line. So nobody's perfect. Um, so I would, probably tell consumers to kind of keep that in the back of your mind when you're making purchases is, you know, how are they positioning their, if they do have a sustainability statement or if they are a B Corp, how are they positioning themselves? Because I think a lot is to be said of companies who embrace imperfection. Amazing. Yes. I completely agree with that. I guess other factors, I'll just finish this point off quickly. Other factors that beauty companies look at is like ethical manufacturing so Mm -hmm. when b corp beauty companies are applying for their certificates they always emphasize their ethical manufacturing processes so this is like looking at your fair labor practices are the working conditions for their employees safe and also responsible waste management and a lot of these beauty companies seek to minimize negative impacts throughout the whole supply chain Mm -hmm. another one is packaging and waste reduction so that's basically looking at their environmental footprint we've got community engagement which is basically when beauty companies engage with their local communities and beyond so this could be looking at 
what brand like if a brand are they supporting a charity or are they collaborating with a non-profit organization or are they participating in campaigns that maybe align with like social environmental values there's so many more that we could talk about innovation advocacy is there anything that kind of comes to mind for you Jen when you think of innovation or advocacy when it comes to B Corp yeah so I guess for advocacy um, one thing that is really interesting here is kind of fostering a community of environmental stewardship so really examining um maybe how you how you approach marketing and how you approach your communication as a brand and your tone of voice, um, making sure that it's pretty much all aligned with the B Corp um, mission, which is the triple bottom line that we talked about. Um, and yeah, I think for advocacy, an interesting thing that brands can do is maybe on their social media, they give a specific share of voice to a group or a charity or um, a marginalized community to kind of have that space on their, on their feed or in their social media um, just to kind of democratize it a little bit. Um, so I know, for example, a few B Corps that um, work with indigenous groups um, on indigenous day, they kind of allow that space and that time to be um, given to different charities that that assist with um, helping the indigenous communities on their lands, um, different things like that. So I think that's a good way of um, showing the advocacy part. And I think it's, it's like, as you said, really important to incorporate that into your content strategy. I think if people know like that you have your B Corp certificate, they're kind of more likely to buy into your brand. And I would even say doing posts one to two times a week. And it doesn't have to be you directly saying we're a B Corp certified company, just kind of slowly bring it into your content strategy and mention it here and there. But I think it's good to always keep reminding your customers, like, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. We're B Corp certified. And then this is what we're doing to like be more sustainable, ethical, Mm -hmm. And, and all of that. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. I think introducing it kind of in a gentle way is yeah. um, is really important because, you know, you don't want people to to think or consumers to think that you're kind of almost virtue signaling that you're saying like, okay, we've done this amazing thing and we're going to, you know, post about it a million times and you probably won't hear you probably won't hear about us and our sustainability ever again type of thing. Yes. So yeah, you really want to avoid that. So I think introducing it slowly um, and making sure that it's integrated in pretty much you're on your website, on your feed, um, on your packaging, in all areas, essentially. So yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And speaking of beauty brands, it's only right that we mention our favorite B Corp certified brands. Will I go first, Jen, or would you like to go first? Yeah, you can go first. <laughs> okay, my favorite B Corp brand has to be Aesop. Uh-huh. I just think it's, oh my God, it's such a lovely brand. I've tried Perfect. some of their hand creams and stuff before, and it's really, really nice. And like, I I mean, that's just their products. But what I like about the brand as well is that they're very open Yeah. about their commitment to like the quality of the products and their vegan formulations. They're also Leaping Bunny certified. So that kind of 
reflects their dedication to animal welfare. And another really cool thing about Aesop as well is that they've never tested their products or ingredients on animals. Yeah. So they've also got a 30 year history of community engagement. So they collaborate with charities. Um, they uplift marginalized voices. They focus on literacy development. I mean, there's so many different aspects to this brand that wow. make them almost like the perfect B Corp company, yeah. I guess, in a way. I hadn't realized that they had done all of these different things. I so. know. It's in- it only gets better, though, Jen. <laughs> the ASOC Foundation, which they established in 2017, they have contributed over $6 million dollars to local partners and then also employees of ASOP they volunteered 20,000 hours of their time in 2019 oh wow and during the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 ASOP donated over 3.4 million worth of products to support communities medical staff and survivors of family violence which I just think is absolutely insane that's incredible um, I just think they're really, really, I think they're a great example of a brand that is just doing it right. Definitely. Um, yeah, I had no no clue about a lot of that, but um, do you know when they became certified? I don't actually know. I'm hmm. not 100% sure about that. I know, I don't know, actually. Yeah, because it sounds like they've had, you know, these practices and stuff yeah. in place before, you know, like for a while now, which is really great because I think that they're not alone in the fact that a lot of companies actually do have these policies and they really Mm -hmm. push for the sustainability element, but, you know, they might not even know about B Corp. So I'm just thinking, um, thinking about that. B Corp was founded in, it was founded in 2006. So they must have applied, they must have been one of the earliest guys to apply. Yeah for their certification I'd say they they must have applied in the early 2000s I'd say yeah interesting but yeah I just thought that was a really really good example they're also part of Natura and Co which is a global cosmetics group alongside Natura the body shop and Avon and all of these brands are committed to positive economic social and also environmental impact so I just thought that was quite a good example Jen would you like to talk about yours yeah so I was doing a little bit of research and I think my favorite brand or my favorite beauty brand that's a B Corp is Neon okay which is really amazing I love I just love that brand I think like everything that they do is beautiful (laughs) just from you know a very aesthetic perspective Um, But yeah, they actually became a B Corp fairly recently um, this year. And um, I think quite quite a few beauty brands became B Corps in 2023. And yeah, that's basically thanks to Neom's decision to only use natural and sustainable ingredients, which is very important um, when it comes to B Corps. And they are organically certified where they can be, which is great. Um, They also switched to eco-friendly packaging um, so consumers can stock up on all of, you know, the, the best products without worrying too much about where, you know, they got the ingredients from. So Neom and then Elemis, which, um, is another British beauty brand that received their B Corp in 2023. And, um, 
one great thing about the B Corps is that you can actually look at company scores on the B Corp website. So LMS got a score of 93, um, which is pretty good um, at given that the minimum is 80. So um, I'm not sure exactly what it shows you a breakdown of how well they did in different impact areas. Um, so I'm not really sure where they fell short, but um, yeah, they're going to have to recertify in three years, obviously, but um, they really focus on reducing energy, energy waste and um, conserving water. Um, and then they also ensure that they're all of their ingredients are traceable as well. So those are some, some of my two favorites. <laughs> Amazing. I actually really like that a lot more brands are starting to use eco-friendly packaging. I know you were mentioning it with Neom there. Yeah. And I think a lot of customers prefer that. I know Charlotte Tilbury do it as well for their pressed powder. They do like the eco-friendly packaging and it's reusable and stuff like yeah. that. I really like when brands tap into that aspect. Me too. I really like how they use that. You can use the packaging for other things as well. So not only are they made from sustainable products, but they're also useful for the mm -hmm. consumer. So um, I've seen a, a few things of, you know, using a box as like a jewelry box or um, different, you know, creative things like that, that really kind of encourage that circular economy and slow purchasing life cycle. Amazing. Yes, I do. I do love that. <laughs> Speaking of B Corp and beauty brands, how can beauty brands become a B Corp in 2023? Jen, would you like to talk us through a little bit of this? Yeah, um, I will try not to talk your ear off on it. But, <laughs> um, basically, a way, um, just like a, a few quick points on how uh, beauty brands can become B Corps is um, really, you know, if you're at if you're at the starting line or starting point, just think about your business model and what exactly you're trying to achieve. So, um, you know, for some brands, B Corp, you know, fits really well into their business model um, because of that triple bottom line. But really, I think you kind of need to reevaluate where you are with the business model and that, you know, you don't want to be driven solely by profit, but you understand that um, becoming a B Corp means doing good things for the planet and for people. And um, yeah, then just do a little bit of research on what the assessment will be like for your brand, because it's the questions that you get are specific to your business model, um, okay. which will help if you have, if you've thought about it a lot. Um, so yeah, do a little bit of research and understand the cost, um, the costings that are involved. So I would say maybe spend about maybe like a couple weeks, maybe doing some research on that. Um, and then after you get through that research period, um, if you look at the different elements of your business, um, kind of like at maybe map out um, your business and then kind of divide it into different segments, which you can also look at from the B Corp perspective, because there's five different areas um, that I think I mentioned previously. So there's customers, workers, environment, um, community, and governance. So um, yeah, I guess dividing your business into those five areas and making the necessary changes. So it's all about kind of like chipping away at it slowly. Yeah. Um, so for governance, for example, you it's, it's actually fairly easy to achieve that in the UK. 
um, because you can change your company bylaws fairly easily. So if you're a registered business in the UK, then you can make a, a little change that says that your business is taking into consideration its impact on people and the planet. So, and that, that ticks the box so that you've kind of already kind of changed your business model by doing that. Um, but yeah, I would just look at those different areas individually. And then the next step would be to apply for the pending certification. So um, yeah, understanding that the goal isn't perfection and that it's about being on a journey. So you can initiate the process by opting for that pending certification for about a year, um, get your house in order and work towards fulfilling the different elements of the B Corp impact assessment, and then go from there. So those are three steps <laughs> to initiate the process. Um, I was actually going to ask you how long, I guess, prep time it would take to apply for it. So a year and a few months, it's quite, it's quite a long time. Yeah, it's um. so I think I can't remember how many questions there are, but I think there's like over 100 questions. Oh, wow. And um, it's about just a lot of it's restructuring the way that you work or structuring the way that you work. So it's actually easier for companies who have only been operating a year to kind of to make these changes. Um, you know, maybe you, you don't have a few employee policies in place you know, you can really easily implement those if you if you haven't been operating for too long. Whereas if you are a company who has been established for 10, 20 years, it might be a little bit more difficult. But yeah, it, it does take some time because a lot of it is restructuring. Yeah, of course. I'm sure it's it's totally worth it in the end. Yeah. And I, once you're in there, then once you kind of have your certificate, are there any supports available or like... Yeah, I guess. Are, are there any supports available? Are there any, is like, is there anything else you can do to kind of grow? Do you have any kind of idea about that? Yeah. So there's a lot of activity in the B Corp community. They have a community forum called Beehive and um, everybody who's a B Corp is able to share resources, um, do cons some consulting, help each other out on that community forum. And B Corp also hosts a load of events as well. And when they host these events, they have panels and the people on these panels are from different industries. So um, you're able to kind of have a relevant, I guess, um, reason to, to attend these things because somebody on the panel might be with your industry. So um, yeah, B Corp covers a load of different industries. So it's um, not hard to find like-minded people within that um organization so yeah and you can you can be like a smaller brand you don't necessarily have to be a or whatever to apply for a certification you kind of can if you're starting out let's say can you apply to be a b corp member and get your certificate or do you have to be at like a certain point in your business journey to apply yeah you you don't actually so i helped a company apply for a B Corp certification a couple years ago, maybe three years ago or something. And we had only been operating for a year. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe even less than that. I don't even, I don't even fully remember. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's really open for everybody. It's one of the most inclusive certifications I think that's out there. And um, it works really well with a lot of others in the UK 
um, in the world, actually. So, you know, 1% for the planet is also very popular. Um, there's the Living Wage Foundation that people can join. There's um, the UN Climate Neutral Now um, pledge that people can take. So a lot of these certifications are really complementary. And when you certify for one, that automatically certifies you for a lot of other ones too. So um, okay. it's a smart, it's a business savvy way of kind of social proofing your business and, you know, having those certifications on your website um, for people to see. So yeah. amazing. One thing we might actually do even for a blog poster on our social media is talk about the smaller brands who have their B, B Corp certificate because I think we hear a lot about like the bigger brands, but I haven't really heard of too many smaller, especially beauty brands. So that might be something interesting we can do. Yeah, definitely. I was looking at um, the list of the beauty brands and there's a lot I don't recognize. Yeah. Um, and I think there's one in particular called Beauty Kitchen. Oh, I've okay. seen a couple of blogs on them and I think they're fairly, they're small. Um but they're really, really mighty in the sense of, yeah. of their, you know, sustainability programs. So yeah, there's a lot of players out there to watch. Okay, cool. I mean, there's so much more that we could talk about when it comes to B Corp. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of info out there, but mm -hmm. all of the show notes will be up on our website for you to have a read through anyway, once this episode goes live. Jen, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed that. That's good. I know you were a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, was. I was nervous, but you know, you've made me feel very comfortable. So you're a great you. host. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Hopefully we'll have you back again. Definitely. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Do make sure to keep up with us on our socials and a new episode of Branding Beauty Goes Live every Thursday, of course. We will leave it there for now, but we will talk to you in our next episode.